Hi, welcome to the Sundance Shortscast. I'm Mike Plant, Senior Programmer for Short Films. And I'm here today with the director of Sometimes I Feel Like Dying. You got the title wrong. Oh, I sometimes I think about dying. Yes. Uh, I'm going to leave that in. Okay, cool. I should edit it out. No, don't. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> it makes it seem like you don't care about our movie. Sometimes I think about dying. I think I've said this to you, but I really like when I say, they say, what's the title? And I say, sometimes I think about dying. And they say, me too. <laughs> it happens like maybe 70% of the time. Really? And yeah. You, and you can't tell if they're serious or not. I think everybody's a little serious. Because <laughs> it's true. Anyway, this is Stephanie Horowitz. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Did you actually? That is a. It's a good title that I don't think anyone's used. Did you have the title before you had the rest of the story? No, not even close. Titles are hard. So hard. For a while, it was called Sometimes I. Mm. Not as good. It's a terrible title. (laughs) It is a really bad title. Sometimes comma I. Dot dot dot. Oh, thank God you changed it. Well, the play that it was based on was called Killers, um, but when we made it into a short, it didn't make sense mm-hmm. anymore. So, yeah, titles are hard. Uh, titles are like the last thing to happen, but now everyone loves our title. Right. So we're safe. Did uh, Go ahead and talk about, like, um, well, first off, since we're talking and the film, they'll probably hear this before the film comes out easily to see. When somebody asks you what your film is, what do you say? How do you describe it? Oh, man, I always say the same thing, but this, that... This girl, Kim Edelman at IndieWire, wrote it so much better than we did, and I meant to memorize it before I came here (laughs) so I could sound cooler. But we say uh, uh, it's about a woman named Fran who thinks about dying, but there's a man in the office who might want to date her. Funny. Funny? That's a good one. You like it? Yeah. Knowing that in her narration, like, maybe he just wants to fuck me. (laughs) We can say fuck on this? I guess. It's the internet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then... Uh, go ahead and talk about it a little bit because you have a you have actually a really strong uh, theater background, and so this was a play mm-hmm. first. Yes, it was a play first that Kevin Armento wrote called Killers, that we made in 2013, uh, and um, but I did a lot of other theater as well. I freelanced. I had a theater company for six years. Um, we were cool hip downtown theater kids. And now we're sort of cool hip Sundance we- kids. <laughs> <laughs> So did you do shorts before this? One. Mm. One short. It's called Up North. I shot it in Michigan mm-hmm. uh, a year and a half ago. So did I reject it? Probably. <laughs> I'm glad you don't remember. No, yeah, I think we pro- I, pro- I probably applied to Sundance. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, but I had never made anything before. So the first thing I wrote, oh, wow. it was the first, I guess it was the second thing I did behind the camera. I did like a spec commercial just to try to learn what the what this was so it's okay I don't know it was on short of the week I cool. feel like I should think I think I should say nicer things about it yeah. it's, it had three of my favorite theater actors in it that's great do you do you feel like you learned what kind of stuff did you learn in theater that you think is helping you with film now um actors for sure I do feel grateful that like I think it's so much harder to get that skill in film because it's harder to get into production, like to to make it actually, and then when you do rehearsal and working with actors, it's sort of like this small part at the center of it. And um, whereas in theater, we're in rehearsal for four weeks over and over and over again, like every day, 
all day you're working with actors and you're figuring out how to work with different actors. So I've had so many hours of acting work, you know, right. directing actors. And then did you bring that to this set? I mean, it's such an interesting switch because you realize you don't get to have a ton of rehearsal or, or you can, but it's so different. You're kind of trying to figure out like how much rehearsal really makes sense because it's more of a lightning in a bottle kind of thing than like learn how to do this repeatedly. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel very confident with actors and I know how to talk to them and I know how to figure out what they want to hear or how they want to be talked to fairly quickly. So I think that that definitely pays off. And I kind of know when, like one of the things that happened, can I give an anecdote? <laughs> yes. Here's an anecdotal story about making, <laughs> sometimes Please. I think about Jack. Uh, when we were doing the final scene, which we'd like rewritten and, and put in a new location while we were there. We were, it was going to be on a mountain and then we were like, no. Um, basically the actors kind of got ready, you know, like they were talking as we drove out to the station and, and then they just were ready. And I went to Matt, our DP, and I was like, we're ready. We have to shoot. He was like, we didn't come up with a shot yet. I was like, I don't care. Just pick a shot, whatever looks good, and do it. And he was like, what are you talking about? You're freestyling. And I was like, Matt, the actors are ready right now. Do it. And so he set up a shot, and I was like, cool, great. And he was like, where are the actors going to go? I was like, I don't know. Just let's do it. And we shot. And like that ended up, we didn't keep that shot in. We don't have the wide, but that's how we, that's how we put it together, you know? And Katie yeah. just like was in the zone. And at some point Matt was like, should we take a break? Cause she was really upset. And I was like, no, no rest for Katie. Do it again. Do it again. You know? So, um, anyway, I don't know where that went, but working with actors, kind of knowing when they're ready, knowing how to work with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it can, it, it's, I mean, the acting's great and we always can usually tell. If somebody's got some sort of acting ability or not. It's impossible mm-hmm. to tell, but you see so many, you're like, oh, here's somebody, just even with the slightest bit of talent, it just comes across. But there's definitely a lot of directing because they do so much with movement, and maybe that's coming from the theater too. And mm-hmm. you have some narration, but that's even better than them talking, 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 and saying obvious stuff. So... Um, who are the actors, and did you know them before? How did it work out on the set? Did they have film experience, too? Um, yeah, Katie was in the play, but also has some film experience. Um, she, she, yeah, a, like a, a decent amount of film experience. Um, she's definitely sort of working her way more into that industry over the past few years. And actually, I've known her for over a decade, I think. Oh. I assistant directed this show just out of college that she was in. Um, and she's such a talented actor and also she'd done the play. So it was like, we had such a shorthand and we'd adapted it together. So we had such a shorthand. We like know this character so inside and out. Um, and then Jim and I went to college together. He was the first actor I've ever directed in my whole life when I was (laughs) like 20. And he was in this scene in my one directing class that I've ever taken and he was best friends with my boyfriend in college. <laughs> and then, um, you know, we've like been in touch because he's still in touch with that guy. And I, I'm also very good friends with him. And then when we were getting ready to do this and talking about casting, I was like, well, I happen to know this actor who's like really famous in India. <laughs> he must be good. He's in, <laughs> And he's in a ton of huge movies. And I won't, don't want to say a ton, but he's in a number, which we've talked about, Photograph, which is here. He's also in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we really didn't know what we were going to get other than I knew him and right. I'd seen him not that long ago. Yeah. Um, but then he was so great because I think we'd 
kind of underwritten the role Mm -hmm. and put a lot of focus on her and he asks really good questions and like really made him such a nicer guy than he was in in our version (laughs) um so yeah in the play version you mean um, in the sort of screenplay version, yeah, right. okay. I think in the play version, it's so his character in particular is is different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they both come off so subtle. But it is like, did you realize people would laugh so much? Because it is, I think, I think I feel like it's people are laughing on purpose. But it's also just like, oof, yeah. We better laugh because otherwise it's just too fucking sad. <laughs> I'm so curious about that. Like yeah. I just asked someone else. People are laughing a lot. We were not expecting it. Cool. We just had no idea. Mm-hmm. We truly had no idea. And a lot of the first people we sent it to didn't say to us like, wow, this is really funny. Huh. People mostly tapped into the more emotional dark side of it. Ooh. Right. <laughs> I burped on your podcast. Falling apart at the end of the, the festival. End of Sundance. <laughs> you're t- I'm tired. Everybody's tired. <laughs> but you're not mad people are laughing at the movie. No, I'm so excited about it. I, I think um, it's exciting to me when people laugh because things are real or honest or true and, and not so much because we were like, let's see if we can make everybody laugh. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's cool and, and kind of odd and weird for us, but... That's good. Yeah. yeah, but there is still like I mean, there's still that sadness that feels on purpose too. Like it's or melancholy is probably the best way to put it. Like you don't really think she's gonna kill herself, but it's like oh yeah, you know enough. You've been in enough sad spaces from relationships that it feels pretty good. It feels like oh she seems believable. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you know, even that was something we had to talk about a lot. There was a draft of this screenplay version in which she went closer to killing herself and Mm. we sent it to someone actually just before we were flying out to go shoot it. Oh wow. And, um, she was like, I don't think she's someone who actually wants to kill herself. And we were like, Oh my God. Right, right, right. And so the whole end changed so significantly in those last days, like all the way up through the shoot. Um, and now that's really stuck with me that she's not someone who Mm. wants to kill herself. Right. It's not like it's based on someone you know. No. <laughs> no, it's not. Kevin, who wrote the play, he said it's just, uh, he was having a dark week. He was working a day job he hated, uh-huh. and he locked himself in a room for three days and wrote this play. Wow. Three days. <laughs> I hate talented people. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all it took him. It was a super crazy play, though. There were no there were no names in, in uh, over any oh. of the dialogue. Oh, really? Yeah, it was just... Um, it was just lines of dialogue, and we didn't know how many actors would be in it, mm-hmm. and we didn't know who would say what, mm-hmm. actually. And the way this part of the play is written, um, Fran, Katie's character, speaks everything she does. So she'll be like, um, I, I turn to the left and see the sliver of Robert's head, like, the whole way through. Oh, wow. It's a very crazy play. That's good. That's actually, that's actually visualized really well, then, too, in the film yeah and then did you have um, how did you find the process of uh, how you would film it like because it's it's cinematic it looks like a a movie movie for lack of a better term but but you know it's not just like shooting in an office is so tough oh and that office does not make sense the way we made it make sense yeah oh right we really had to break it up and eye lines and I don't know and I was like yelling at my AD Craig who was my ex-boyfriend in college and Way to like, go. I was like, please figure this out for me. You know more about film. I don't understand eyeline. <laughs> like everyone. It was like the AC, the gaffer, my AD, and everyone was trying to figure out eyelines so that uh, that 
room made sense. But it also just works. Just like you don't see all of them all the time, the way they come in and out. It's really nice. Thank you. I mean, I really give so much credit to Matt, and he always tries to push it away, but he's such a good DP, and I needed someone who really was more of a cinephile than I am, and he really is. Mm-hmm. Like, he made, he sent me Solaris, Tarkovsky. I fell asleep instantaneously. Um, <laughs> but he says... Well, that, you didn't want to rewatch the George Clooney version? No, I, just, I haven't seen that one either. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he, he's so much the vision of the film. Mm-hmm. He's, um, just got such a look and I, and I wanted it. I knew that it would be right for the film. And mm-hmm. the more we talked about it, the more he was like, I know exactly what this movie should look like. And he brought in a lot of images. I didn't do any of that work. He mm-hmm. brought them to me and I, and we talked about them. Right. Um, so, I, mm-hmm. you know, aside from saying I, yes or no. Right. Are there any other films you'd like to uh, offend here on the podcast? <laughs> Um, no, just Tarkovsky. <laughs> I'm good. sure he's good. great. Good, yeah. Because <laughs> often, film, you know, theater plays are okay until they're made into a film, and then they're really spectacular. Oh no, they're so terrible. Should we talk about those? <laughs> yeah, tell me about. I actually haven't plays. seen August Osage, but I can only imagine. I've heard not good things. Right. So you, I, uh, on a panel yesterday. Uh, John Lithgow mm-hmm. was talking, who actually has a crazy, beautiful, long history with theater, and his yeah. dad ran a theater. And he had he had a good statement. I'm going to remember it wrong, but he was basically saying it's much better if you take a mediocre play to make a film out of instead of an incredible play that has so many intricacies mm-hmm. and you might even be intimidated by mm-hmm. try to make a film mm-hmm. by. I think that part of the reason this worked is a lot of the work I did in theater was more experimental. I mean, the fact that the script came in this sort of odd Mm -hmm. way to me, where we didn't know who was saying what, the fact that she spoke all... It wasn't what makes a typically... I'm putting it in quotes, a typically good play or the sort of like big family drama play or something. Mm -hmm. And those I do think can be weird to shift over. But I'm finding, I'm adapting another play I worked on in my theater days. Uh-huh. And it also didn't make sense on stage either. That was my thing in theater. It was like, give me a play that doesn't make sense on stage so I can, because mm. I wanted to have more fun. I wanted to like have a big challenge of like, what can we do here and how can we make this work? And I think because of that, they translate mm-hmm. a little bit better because you can really break it up. You can really, like we have so much voiceover. Right. And it kind of comes out of it in this weird way and not just like trying to translate directly a stage play to directly a screenplay. Right. Have you ever seen movies that you did like though? Off plays? I mean, there's so many. Gosh. And the famous ones. Name some good ones. Name some movies. What would it be? Well, you know what I think is interesting is when they're redone in time, like Ron by Kurosawa is a Japanese version of King Lear. So it's put into a samurai epic. And it's the same, but it's so different to what you know that it's yeah. really interesting. But is it the language or it's just the story? Uh, you know, it's hard to say because of subtitles oh, and sure. translations. I feel like it's definitely the advance and I feel like he gets, uh, you know, and it's hard, I'm guessing, because whoever's translating it may make that choice on their own too and yeah. you don't know to be closer to the play. Well, Shakespeare's interesting because he the way theater was getting made back then, I think it also has to do with the kind of show it is. I mean, mm-hmm. they weren't doing a ton of sets, but you were, you were able to move around a lot in, mm-hmm. in, world, in a world, right? right. Um, whereas a, a lot of times now, depending on the show, theater's very expansive, especially in New York, but it's like it is meant to be in one location. Mm-hmm. How do you describe, you know, we have a, 
when people say they made an experimental film, nine times out of ten, like, oh, so it's a really long shot. <laughs> but and then you see films that are made up of only 10 shots and are truly experimental and abstract with the form how would you describe experimental theater compared to I guess mainstream theater for lack of yeah. a better term I think what's happening in experimental theater is formally interesting typically the writers are playing with form in crazy crazy ways and that's the fun that most writers are having in that space. Mm -hmm. And that can go anywhere from like super kind of weird and linguistic. Actually, my partner, my old theater company has certainly gone deeper down that road and does some really crazy language plays that are almost like, um, like a wave of language coming at you and oh, that wow. it can go that direction. But the work we were doing as a team, it's not that weird, but it maybe wasn't a straight narrative structure. Um, and so that would still be, I think, considered... We were definitely in that scene of people. And, and so that could mean so many things. Wow. <laughs> how, do you, how do you know it's good? Do you, you feel like it's got to do with the writing more than the acting? Or it can depend? And this is all like... So it doesn't have much to do with stage sets or... It's much more in the writing, it sounds like. Theater is much more in the writing. Period. Period. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, it just because it's less of a visual medium and mm -hmm. yes we can do cool things but mm -hmm. not the way film can visually mm -hmm. and so if the words aren't doing it you know and that's actually right. a professor of mine said that i think in shakespeare's day you would say i'm going to hear a play i'm not going to see a play interesting and i think that's somewhere at the base of theater no matter what is like you're you're getting all the information or you should be getting a lot of the information through the language right but i don't know how you know it's good you that's how you become a good director right you get good at reading scripts and knowing if they're good correct answer <laughs> so but also um i feel like film and technology has really had an effect on theater you know I don't know. We, I, uh, no, that's not true. The last show, we did a lot of projections, but it was like a TED Talk a lot of the time, or like commercials uh, yeah. playing in them. Like uh, we had like, um, what do you, when you're in an office, who has an office job and you do a presentation yeah, like that? Yeah, that's PowerPoint. A PowerPoint. Yeah. We had a PowerPoint in there. <laughs> so we didn't use them in that same way. Right. But it is pretty cool. I mean. Mm -hmm. uh, but that didn't insane. inform you at all. Because you shouldn't have really been able to make a film this good. Just, just by doing theater, we see, you know, because that's the thing is, is, and you're crediting your team, which is good too, but people try so hard to recreate a play and it's just boring to watch just because you filmed it. Yeah, we did. I don't know why it turned out so well. I do credit my team so much. Yeah. Um, definitely for the look and feel of it. I'm very lucky and I am someone who always says I don't know and so I... I really give, I, I think something I am good at, if I'm good at anything, is giving everyone on set a lot of space to, like, be their creative self. And, mm -hmm. like, I think back to another anecdote. Um, when we were shooting the, the outside the movie theater scene, we were really looking for that shot, and we couldn't figure it out. And, like, my AC was giving comments, my gaffer was giving comments, and it was, like, the, the four of us mm -hmm. kind of coming together to figure something out. So I think having a lot of people who know what they're doing and me saying, I don't know, who else knows? Like, let's all throw out an idea means you end up with a good movie, maybe? It helps, yeah. <laughs> Just being humble and working with other people, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And you have to make a decision, but it not it doesn't matter who came up with it. Just make a good film. I'm so big on that. In fact, yeah. I love when it's someone else who came up with it because I'm not the smartest person in the room, you know? Like... 
I'm the leader for sure and I know where we're going and I'm the like I like to think of myself as like a litmus test or like a prism Mm -hmm. one of those two Um, and so everything goes through me and that's really important but I want I want everyone to have things to to put through me (laughs) as much as they can you know Um, and you uh, you're gonna try to pull off a feature similar characters same characters same characters yeah in fact that was our conversation yesterday is like what if we threw away everything else from the play and everything from the short and we just knew we had this character and uh, mm-hmm. our two characters mm-hmm. what would we want to, what story would we want to tell probably it will have a lot of what's in there already but i think we're all needing i think creatively maybe, maybe just my creative process is i'm a very like i need to have all the options open because right. i love like oh any, it could be anything and like what would be the most interesting thing and then you have again the situation where everyone's throwing in ideas and we've already while we were here we've talked to like Matt our DP like what do you want to see in it Jim who plays Robert like what do you want to do in that movie I think I asked you the other day yes we talked <laughs> you told me to watch The Maid yeah as a film where you you when it's something truly changes the path you think you were going on with this character, and it's so hard to do as it should be, and that's one of the films that uh, Sebastian Silva's film that's like, oh, it totally flipped. Yeah. And it's exciting when you can pull it off. So maybe we will. Totally. Anything is a possibility. Well, you have the characters, and you have this story, you have a, it's the same thing. It's a good setup where it's very familiar. And then you have a lot of opportunity with what you're doing to make really nice touches to yeah. make it an interesting film. We hope so. I, mm. I also think it's sort of fun to have a feature that's very different than the short as opposed mm. to trying to make the short a feature. I think even for us as creators, like I'm excited. It would be easier for me in some ways to, to have a whole different thing. Like I'm already thinking there's a diner scene in the short mm-hmm. and we shot it way different than I wanted to shoot it. And I like was so frustrated with it when we were in the edit. And then a lot of people like it's their favorite scene and people have been like that shot that, you know, and I'm like, oh, I guess it worked, Matt. <laughs> um, and so that now it's good. like if we had to do it again, uh-huh. I would have this struggle of do we do it how we did it or do we do it how I wanted to do right. it? It does look good. I know. Matt's a good <laughs> DP. We fight a lot in, a, in the best of creative ways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, it's, I almost want to like throw everything out so that I don't have to have that conversation of like, do we do it in a new way or the old way? <laughs> And we can just be like, we've never done this before. All right. You know, but maybe that's just me. It's hard to do things twice, which I said to you at the beginning of this before we started. Oh, great I'm way to end it. the second time around. Great way to, to end it. So don't come still, see the future. Still a shockingly positive person for a film called Sometimes I Think About Dying. I got I to write the second time. All right, thanks. We had a fun time showing it. I'm glad you came out. Oh, we had a fun time seeing it.